Hey, Cap, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Um, how often do you change your toothbrush? Mm, I use a Sonicare toothbrush, so probably every, like, month, two months, I guess. Oh, man. I think I need to... I think I'm too stingy on, on my toothbrush. I, th- I really think that I need to change it out more. Like, I understand the value of, like, yeah, it still kind of works, but... I looked at it today. I was just brushing my teeth before the show, and I'm like, I've probably been using this thing for like a solid three months now. Like, it's probably it's probably time. The bristles are like all over the place. It's probably got like tooth grease. Does a toothbrush get worse if you don't change it out? I don't know. Yes. I, mean, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't know. It 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 felt gross to me. I I felt a little disgusted. I I had a similar thought um, yesterday when I was washing my bed sheets. Because I was pretty ashamed of myself that I had that I hadn't done it for, God, I'm embarrassed. I'm gonna say it. I didn't. I didn't wash my bed sheets for an entire month. Oh my God! What is wrong with you? I know. You're a filthy, filthy creature. I normally do it every two weeks. Oh my! But I, God, dude. But I didn't do my laundry. I didn't do. I I, I let my laundry slide for for two weeks. I just let it pile up. Do you wear pajamas to bed? No, I sleep naked like a, like everyone should. Oh my god, you, you just made it so much worse. You just made it so much worse. If you said, like, I wear pajamas to bed, then I would have given you more leeway. I don't do that either, uh, but I don't think I've ever gone a month. That is yeah. awful. It's, it's awful. The- you, you know what's funny, Joey, is when you're talking about, when you asked that question initially about the toothbrush, I could immediately was thinking in my head, yes. I didn't need to know how much time. I didn't need to know, not because I think you're a dirty person, but because I know uh, you like to to be able to to save money and push the extra limits. So oh, I knew immediately. I was like, I was like, yep, yeah, you you don't you don't buy enough toothbrushes. I really I really try and min max. So so the toothbrush yeah. thing feels like you know I I can save a little bit. Like maybe every year I save one whole toothbrush. You know, really, really getting that extra two or three dollars out of out of my year. Um, pretty, you're not pretty... saving anything by not sh- changing your sheets, though. Oh, dude, I I have one pair of sheets that I really like. Um, so instead of just swapping between them and just waiting, I'm just like, oh, I'll do the laundry next weekend. And that happened twice. That happened twice. I pushed off doing laundry, and it's just, man, this is probably a real wake up call for anyone who changes their sheets less than once a month. Um, who's probably being like, what are you talking about? That's normal. I do not want to condone that. I want to I want to publicly shame myself and say how embarrassed I am about the fact that it took me a month to clean my bed sheets. And if yeah, you're... Two, week, two weeks is pushing it. If you're... Two, two weeks is normal. I, I'm very content with two weeks. Okay. I think... Maybe I'll switch to... A, maybe you've shamed me into a weekly cadence, Cap. Have, how often... Okay, do you change your bed sheets at the same time? Uh, or sorry, your pillowcase? Yes, I, I wash my pillowcases at the same time. Okay. You, you should try and get your pillowcase down to once a week. My pillowcases would be easier to rotate. There, there's much less maintenance to just like, you know, have a couple sets and then mm-hmm. swap between them. That's very easy to do. And I'm exactly. sure that... And apparently my- it's much better for your skin. I've learned that from Ellie, is that uh, pillowcases are rife with some bacteria. You, you just change that out. I'm Every also five days. 
always laying in bed like because bed is like my primary tv watching area too so bed isn't just like my only sleep area bed is my in very often area so i'm just making it worse i'm making everything worse on myself um all the oil on your hair goes into the pillowcase then you you put your face on it and then it goes on your face no have you ever changed that have you ever changed a mattress protector yeah I wash mine, uh, I usually wash it like every other. So like I'll do the sheets, but leave the mattress protector. And then the next time I'll do both. I changed, I changed my mattress protector, which had like a vinyl. I think most of them have like a vinyl layer on the underside, or at least some of the cheaper ones do. I think that I had a cheaper mattress protector and I, and I took it, I took it off after it's, it's been a minute because I wanted to replace it. uh, Cause like it felt it was on there for too long and i'm like oh no all the plastic was like crumbling off the other off the underside and i'm like this is i i hate myself i absolutely hate myself so i got a new match protector we got clean <laughs> sheets tonight's gonna be a glorious night a nice very i did one that was like cotton and stuff yeah what one that wasn't like you know one that's actually rated for like allergens and is nice and washable and then creates a seal. I you right. so so you zip it together and then you're supposed to zip tie it to like really create like a like a firm seal and the zipper doesn't go away. But I zipped it without like getting all the air out from underneath the match protector between the bed. Okay. And then I tied it off. So then I had like a giant cloud of air in between the mattress and the mattress protector and I'm like fuck me. To cut the zip tie and let the air out, and it was a whole process. <laughs> I need a girlfriend so that I can have someone to help me change uh, the mattress protector. It, it was a hard one-person project. It was a hard one-person project. Changing sheets is a lot easier with two people. That's for sure. Well, I think again, when I was single, I just had a mattress on a floor, so you know. I guess that makes that it easy. Very hard. That makes it easy. It to makes change it a lot easier. Too. Yeah, man. Um, I guess I'm done embarrassing myself and we can probably figure out what to do with the, uh, what to do with the show now. <laughs> we should really, I should really move along from that and I'm going to immediately order new toothbrushes on Amazon when we're done, but you know. I'm in the process of ordering things right now because uh, I'm getting ready to leave for WePlay. I'm going to be gone for like five weeks or something. So, uh, I ordered myself a, uh, a Switch. Because Ellie plays the Switch at home, so I wanted a Switch to travel with. So I got the I ordered a Switch Lite, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got myself. There's always like a week before I go on long trips. There's always like a number of things that I like order. Just uh, anything for anything to make my life easier. What, when what I'm out? What What does that like constitute? Is is it like toiletries uh, that you like? Toilet, uh, certain toiletries, yeah. Uh, Ellie's really been getting me on skincare routines, so sometimes it'll be stuff like that. Um, it's mostly entertainment stuff, though. So I'll load books? up on like Switch games before, right before I go on books. Yeah, I'll probably download uh, one or two more books onto my Kindle. Um, because most of the time I just read when I'm on planes, that's like the only time that I read. Is is like if I I stopped traveling, I stopped reading. <laughs> just, just no more. So what's I'm gonna like, go back to my books and be like, I haven't read any of this for eight months. What's your um? 
go to travel? Like, if you're planning to travel, what do you really need? Is it you need like to bring your specific toiletries you want? You're gonna take a switch. You're gonna take your Kindle. You're gonna take a laptop. You're gonna take yeah, yeah, for sure. I need I need a laptop in the hotel room when I'm sitting there for like when when I've got like four hours to kill and I'm in my room and I need to like you know I want to watch something I don't really want to do it on my phone I could potentially play games on it but I don't really do that very often most of the time I just watch shows I watch I watch a lot of horror shows because Ellie Ellie can't really watch that so all, all the horror genre stuff I'll catch up on. I, uh, that I've missed for like three, four, six months. I'll catch up on all that stuff because uh, I've, I've always been I've always been a fan of the horror genre, but it it's always been. Uh, apparently, it's gotten really good over the last 10, 10 years, but like 2000, the early 2000s and early 90s horror films were not that great. Yeah, I think we're there were a- like some real gems and those really tickle me, but. One of my I'm... all-time favorite films is The Thing, for example. I love that. Okay. I I actually didn't think I was going to like The Thing, but I walked away from The Thing being like, I actually really liked this movie. I was yeah. I was happily surprised by watching it. Uh, my friends have been, making, have been forcing me to watch movies, and I never used to watch a lot of horror movies. Um, but then I've, I've been watching more and more horror movies and then you know kind of playing more horror games it, it it's like a genre that's kind of crept up on me that i never really embraced but now i'm like i think i don't have a problem with this i think this is okay and i'm much more open to it i think after playing uh half-life alex which is basically a horror game <laughs> i feel so much more desensitized to all of it what i really hated about horror in early 2000s when it was it was so reliant on jump scares and then transferred into horror video games as well. That everything was so reliant on jump scares. And like for me anyway, I'll always like I always jump to that. Like you give a loud sudden noise, I'm gonna be startled. Like it <laughs> just doesn't matter. But like I like so you'll get me, I guess. But like immediately afterwards, I'll just be like, well, that was lazy and dumb. And there's no thought process to it. I, I like I like horrors that are that are more psychological in nature. What are some examples so. of that? I'm forgetting the... Um, God, why can't I remember the movie? Oh, my God. Give, give me some examples of good horror movies you like. Um, so, I actually... Um, I was surprised, but I actually really liked um, Insidious. Uh, I think it was Insidious. Um, I think that came out like sometime in like 2012 or something like that. Uh, I really like The Thing. For example, um, what else? Okay, I, I'll tell you what I'm not a fan of. I was not a fan of, uh, I like Saw, but I didn't like, I think I saw like Saw 2. And I was like, okay, I can see where this this is going. And like every Saw after that, I didn't watch. Uh, the Hills Have Highs, for example. Like anything that was like overly grotesque. Anything that relies on jump scares or that is like overly grotesque in, in how it scares you, not a fan of. Um, what was the predecessor to um to us? I'm not sure if that's that's really oh, is uh, us the first one, and then the second one is no us was the the second one. Us oh. us was the clones one. Yes. Um, um God, get out. I'm, get out. Okay. Yes. Yes. Get yes, out. Yes. yes. I I like um I like that genre of films. Um. So get out was very inspired by like I'm I'm not a big film guy, but I'm pretty sure that's like mostly inspired by like 80s uh, horror 
um that sort of like evil dead uh, i love the evil dead series um uh, that's like horror comedy but um i quite like that how did you feel about hereditary i have not seen it uh i've heard i'm supposed to watch it somebody said it like surprised them uh it was good i watched it recently um it it part two those were two two of my uh plane movies i was uh i was happy enough with that um I like a lot of zombie movies as well. It's like now nowadays I feel like zombie movies aren't really horror, but um, Train to Busan I think was one of my favorites of a couple of years ago. That was quite good. I'm going to continue the urge for you to watch Hereditary because out of okay. all the horror that I've seen, it very much pleasantly surprised me. Like I yeah, I I imagine that will have to be on a plane <laughs> are you gonna because it, you it gonna came out like, recently ah! right you, you i mean I, no, no 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 i just i as in as in i think it's a movie that came out like somewhat recently and i feel like it just has to be on a plane it's just 20, one of those movies they, they always have maybe okay eh. yeah i mean plane movies like there there's just a type for plane movies <laughs> if it's like of course they're gonna have like a couple of like avengers and like really big names like that but a lot of them are going to be that kind of like second tier of movies and if they're like a year too old they're definitely on there i don't, I don't know if it's just because of the uh, hereditary should be a tier is, is all i'm saying it should be s tier um are, are you worried at all like how's your anxiety about getting on a plane next week that's eh, whatever it's whatever you're just like ask ah, it's, it's I, like I mean, let's you know what, what it is i'm more anxious about getting sick before i go because then i don't get paid gotcha so you yeah. gotta you gotta get there uh, and have a negative result. Uh, of course, of course, I'm I'm like somewhat anxious about it, but not not really. Uh, it's uh, just for a lot of reasons. It's I mean, it, like it's it, it, like uh, the I'm um, I'm anxious, you know, getting on planes in general. You know, I think there's a there's a risk of of death or injury in in many many things you do in life. So uh, I I try not to. Uh, to worry of course i'll prepare myself uh, as much as i can i'll be bringing gloves i'll you know i have a, I have a couple of different masks i'll be bringing all that sort of thing i'm flying business uh i insisted on flying business so i could try and keep my distance away from people as much as possible i told them i wasn't going to come if i was in business uh but like what like uh, so i'll do that to prepare but once i'm like in the act of doing it then i just turn off like I just turn off that part of my brain because there's nothing I could do about it at that point in time. So I just roll with it. Man. Uh, I think that's the healthy way to look at it, right? Like it's going to happen. You'll probably be fine. There's some inherent risk, but like cost benefit wise, everything should be okay. Yeah. It's not not that like, it's not the the absolute most responsible thing to do in the world, but got to get paid. Got to make money. Exactly. We're not so. making money on the podcast anymore. So how can we subsidize yeah. your bougie-ass lifestyle, Cap? I mean, my, my car is falling apart, man. I need to replace my car. Dude, uh, I, I, went over, I went over to Austin's house yesterday, uh, his apartment. I, I, I shouldn't credit you with owning a home. Uh, I, I went over to his, his apartment. That's why I need money. I don't <laughs> own a home. Went over to his apartment uh, for, for the first time um, to, to drop off some audio equipment. 
and uh he's like dude you have to see my car and i'm like what's wrong no what happened with your car and i felt guilty because i'm like man i was just making fun of your car on the last show like what <laughs> what could have happened and then i walk over to him, and the first thing i notice is that um your gas ca- your gas cover doesn't actually close and there is just a piece of black duct tape that you yeah. use to stick your gas cap cover on. I was at the grocery store. Uh, like the, I like all Ali told me it was like, oh, now the gas cap doesn't close all the way. And we we're in the grocery store. I was like, I saw some Gorilla tape. I was like, okay, I'm sure enough of this will fix the problem. <laughs> and so I, I put some like I, you know, I wrapped it around so it would be double sided, and yeah. then I put put one on the inside, and I stuck another piece of tape on the outside to try and latch it close. It doesn't. But uh, it does now, though. I, I got just got it back from the shop today and uh, got that as as well as uh, as the bumper that you saw that was falling off. So what what happened? Did you hit something? Did you? I, I mean, the car has multiple scrapes, um, but it's never been in an accident straight up. Are you responsible it, for all of that body damage? Uh, between me and Ellie, we're responsible for like 75% of what you saw. There was like a few bumps and scrapes like before you saw it, but it's never been in an accident. Okay. Uh, it's just old and it's gotten to the point where now the body is, is falling apart. I guess I I, like, again, it's never been in an accident, so I don't know how the bumper starts falling apart, but yeah, I was driving down the highway, uh, off to, to go do an interview uh with the the documentarian people who are doing uh the open ai stuff and uh i was on the highway going 75 and all of a sudden the bottom part of my bumper fell off and i ran over it it was very scary you're like uh what is that i pulled up i I pulled over immediately and checked out my tires because i was certain that i had like gouged one of my tires at least uh somehow i didn't Tires are totally fine. Um, the bottom part of the bumper fell off, so you can't actually tell that much. Uh, the rest of the bumper is still coming off on the sides and alongside the gas cap thing. It's like the body of the car as a whole just seems to be coming off like a, like an animal that is just sloughing off its skin. It's just slowly but surely getting rid of the, the, the old metal, I guess. So what's the goal... <laughs> with the car is it get uh, another used car one like are are you gonna like ride this thing into the ground is it gonna be time like are you gonna look and like 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 pick pick your spot like if you see a good deal you're gonna go for it is there something specific you have in mind that you want like like what's the plan the thing is is that like um Maybe if I was in a worse state financially then I would try and run into the ground a little bit further because it does it runs fine that's the thing. It runs fine, but like a lot of little things don't work. Like the cosmetic parts of the car are terrible with it falling apart like the way it is. Uh, the the um, the overhead lights don't work. The the charger, the uh, the plug-in charger deal, that doesn't work. Uh, the cigarette lighter charger thing, that doesn't work. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that don't work about it. Half the speakers are like messed up uh you know there's just just a lot of things but it's a running car it's perfectly functional as long as the bumper is falling off it's perfectly functional how many miles uh, how many miles does the car have i don't know some some uh less than one hundred fifty thousand, but more than a hundred thousand. that that car i mean sure. yeah that car still has some value 
you, yeah. you, you, you can resell old, that. but it hasn't been been driven that much like i don't drive it that much and as far as i know the people that i bought it from they were older so i don't think they drove it that much either uh so yeah but uh but no i'm gonna start searching for a new car um not not a new car because that's throwing away money but uh, I'm probably going to try and get, I'm going to try and invest into a car that I can actually keep around for like another 10 years. So I'm looking right now at uh, anything that is Honda or Toyota or uh, Subaru because Honda and Toyotas keep their value pretty well. And, and Subaru is the inner Pacific Northwestern side of you. That just means you yes. have to own a Subaru my, at all times. My, my family <laughs> all had Subarus and Subaru did really well for them. Uh, so just judging by their experience of it and being around Subarus for so long, I've, I've you know, I just want something that's reliable that can, that can haul some things if I need to, that has like an okay trunk. If I go to Home Depot, if I happen to get some lumber or something, you know, I so can you're thinking like a, like a hatchback, maybe? In. Yes. So I'm looking at a, a Subaru Crosstrek, I believe. Uh, so I'm looking like the 2018s or somewhere in there. I'm I'm looking at websites right now, trying to figure out what the best used cars are for each year. But yes, some sort of hatchback. Uh, I have for larger car. You you can take me up on this if you want. I have a lot of experience buying used cars. Oh really? I do. You do. I do. All, all all of my cars that I've had, which I think I'm up to four now, were all bought used. Um, I, I was definitely You've had four cars. Yeah, two of them were totaled by other people who weren't me. Wow. Um, and one of them I sold because it was like getting over two hundred thousand miles, and it was just like time to sell it before it lost all of its value. But I've only had two cars. I I had one. Uh. One that was passed down to me during my parents' divorce. And then when I came back from Germany, I needed a car. And my family just happened to have a car they were selling for like a family friend. And so I got Blue Book value straight up. Like, I mean, it was a family deal. So it was just like, my uncle's like, you pay me the Blue Book value, take it to a mechanic shop. Is there, if there's anything that's needed to be done, then uh, we'll get it done. But yeah. And that, so those are the only two cars I've had. Um, for, for for 14 years of driving yeah my my first car my we have family friends who owned the tow yard in town um so in california once you impound a car for i want to say it is four months without it being claimed it becomes property of the tow yard and the tow really? yard will take those cars and like either auction them off or resell them or do, you know, whatever they do. And it's actually one of the reasons that tow yards can stay in business because um, they're actually surprisingly expensive to run. Uh, it's part of the reason why they charge so much. They really don't make a ton of money. Um, anywho, <laughs> that aside aside, uh, my, my first car was from the tow yard, um, which I ran until uh, someone ran into me. And because that was a... 93 Acura Vigor. It was it was green. Uh it was the same age as me. <laughs> um so someone someone destroyed that on the 405. Um I, I remember vividly it was the day that NASL season two wrapped, and I was taking White Raw to the airport. And then on the way back from LAX, I was driving back to my parents' house. We were in traffic on the 405, and just someone slammed into the back of it. And that was how that car Oof. died. Um, 
but but yeah, um, my my parents or my dad specifically was always like uh, a, a big proponent of used cars. So he, uh, I've I, I've looked at a lot of them. I I know I know uh, a decent amount about what to look at when you're going to buy them. So uh, just 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 hit me up. I I, I have okay. I have I probably have some useful opinions. Um, yeah, I don't I've, know much I've about never bought a, a car. I, I've never bought a car outside of family. So yeah, it's crazy. I'll, uh, I'll definitely take you up on that. It, it's like most people who sell used cars in my experience are like honest and and real and they're just like looking to get rid of something and make a couple extra dollars and the dealership wants to give them but i guess in like any field there are some people who are just really trying to fuck you over so (laughs) yeah i feel like uh i feel like dealerships are more likely where you're gonna get like the people who are real pushy who really try and upsell you you know yeah, it's not just push. Like you, you, you can find some if you're if you're patient, which I think you have the luxury of being right now. You can you can probably get yourself a deal and come away with something happy. I think so. I got nice. you. I got you. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so I, I I went over to your apartment. Um, I forgot that you own a cat, uh, <laughs> which is something that I am very allergic to. So the whole time I'm like, yeah, I'll hang out. I'll have a conversation. I'm enjoying seeing people while I'm just holding in sneezes because it's a, uh, it's a pandemic and no one wants to go into someone else's home and then proceed to sneeze. Um, I'm like, <laughs> no, I promise. It's just the cat dude. Um, so <laughs> I was surprised you stayed for so long because you were allergic to the cat. I was just like, oh, Joey must be good. <laughs> I, I left. And then on the drive home, I made the mistake of touching my eye. Oh, because uh, no. because I forgot about it, and then for the rest of the drive home, I'm like I'm like taking my shirt and digging it into my eyeball, being like, "Oh fuck me, fuck me, fuck me." Um, so that happened. I saw um, yeah, uh, Cap. In case you're curious, uh, his computer setup in his living room. There's a there's a yeah. bay window to his right, and his front door's to the left. He has a very nice sized <clears throat> kitchen. What he's got a kitchen that. Uh, that has room for a dining room table, but there's just cat stuff there. So yeah, uh, fuck a dining room table. You don't. Us need millennials that. don't do that shit. That's true. Wow, how how am I gonna watch TV with a dining room table? Like, bro, just set me up with a table in front of the couch. Cap's coffee table is uh, is two IKEA uh, mom <laughs> uh, ten dollar stools that are pushed together. Yeah, because um, our couch is very low. Because because your couch and, is very uh, low. And Ellie's pretty ingenious. She, uh, it's stuck together by, you know, those, um, those Velcro, um, so they have different kinds, but you know, the ones that command, you hang posters up. Yes. The command strips, uh, the Velcro command strips are, are put on the side of the, the stools and pushed together. Uh, and so when we have friends over, uh, which is very rare, uh, which is like twice in our lives, but, uh, when we do have friends over, we actually have four of those stools. And so you can form uh, an actual pretty decently sized stool table uh, with four of those <laughs> attached together. It's big enough to play board games or have, uh, I think we had like 10 people in here for Thanksgiving or some shit. It was weird. They're we had also, like a lot of people over for some reason. They're also $7. So you can have four of them and you can just like drop an elbow through one and not feel bad about it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, yeah, I guess what, I'll what, go- once I get a house, like I'm gonna go all out. You know, I'm gonna have like a nice couch. I'm gonna have a nice a desk. You know, like, but everything I have right now is like real fucking 
it's ikea shit all the way you my, have uh, my desk my desk is one of those ikea tables where you get the wood board and then you get by the legs separately and then you just screw them in yep that's what i've done ever since germany um when whenever that is that you that you have the privilege of moving and you get to toss some of that stuff you have to remember to destroy those little ikea end tables they are so much fun to just like slam your foot through or like drop an elbow on or just punch because they're so flimsy and you don't feel bad doing it because yes the ones we have are pretty solid they, they, they are solid but the inside is just cardboard they're dude they are so much fun really? they're so much fun to break they're so much fun huh. to break um <laughs> now, i now have an urge to go squeeze my stool <laughs> stool slash table thing to see if uh yeah what, so, it, what it feels like so i have i have a great understanding of, of your car and and your living room situation uh mm-hmm. and the fact that i am itchy with your cat came did you did you like the the, the keyboard cleaning slime Dude, that shit works great. <laughs> yeah. I got it here. Yeah. This shit works great. I saw that. I, I, I didn't comment on it when I saw it, but I'm like, oh, fuck, he really did buy it. <laughs> yeah. Of course, my keyboard actually broke like a day or two later, but uh, I'm sure those things are completely not correlated. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, it does work great. No doubt. It, it gets all the little hairs and dust and shit. Yeah, were you grossed out by the amount of hairs on the keyboard? Uh, not really. Okay, because okay. I, 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 I like somewhat regularly clean my desk and take the keys off of my keyboard and completely clean it. So, yeah, you're just, you're better than I am. You you clean your <laughs> clean your sheets. We've established this. Man. I mean, like I I need to be in a good mental headspace for Dota. You know, there's bad enough shit going on inside of the game that I need like my my desk area to be. Like this is this is actually as I look around, this is actually the, you probably saw one of the worst times my desk looks. It's not in a good place right now. I feel you. I I, I, I I need a relatively clean workspace. I'm very much the same way. Um, you need you need a good headspace for Dota. I was trying to find a way to connect. I'm like I'm like doing some some fucking galaxy brain shit where i'm like okay we got a uh-huh. segue dota uh-huh. uh, uh league of legends <clears throat> riot um good decisions cleaning b- bad decisions saudi arabia like how do i you, how do you i need to... pull these things okay together? i got it i got it you, you need to, to to clean out your workspace much like you need to clean out your uh business investments Ah, and, okay. and ties your okay. partnerships you okay. gotta clean these things out you know make sure it's nice and tidy and neat you gotta have a work environment yeah. where people can like you know move and thrive and be fluid and yeah. not worry about the fact that they like you know identify as gay or <laughs> a woman yeah right? they need to so, feel comfortable you know yeah, exactly both in their works yeah being comfortable in your workspace there it is did you I mean, the answer is yes, so I shouldn't even ask the question. Uh, yeah. I, I assume you're familiar with uh, what what went on this last week over with, with Riot and LEC, which I think is super interesting. But I have a sneaking suspicion that not everyone who's listening to a Dota show knows what happened with Riot over the last week. So can can, can you give me a little, a little TLDR catch-up? Uh, so basically, the LEC announced a new partnership. It is with uh, Neom, N-E-O. 
OM. Uh, Neom is supposed to be a futuristic city uh, in Saudi Arabia. It's actually it's a pet project of um, Prince uh, M- MBS or uh, I, I can't remember the the acronym uh, that everyone uses for him. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a pet project of him. Uh, they have been doing some questionable things, and yeah, it is M- MBS Mohammed bin uh, Salman Al Saud. Uh, he's the crown prince of of Saudi Arabia. Uh, they have been doing some questionable things uh, in their process of trying to settle Neom, uh, including removing indigenous peoples from their lands, uh, not even paying them. Uh, they have the promise of partnership uh, of of payment uh, in exchange for the land they're being evicted from, but obviously. Like <laughs> it's already questionable. You're removing them, but then you're also not paying them. There was uh, there was one protester who was uh, particularly outspoken. Uh, he even uh, said that he was probably going to be raided and they were going to plant weapons on him. Sure enough, a couple days later, uh, he ends up does he does get raided. He is killed, uh, and they do uh, they said they found weapons on him um you know like, uh, like some some real questionable shit but obviously um that was particularly bad for lec who has i believe two members of the talent uh are a part of the lgbt iq uh group and then also it's like a pretty heavily female uh talent broadcast team as well so there are people who I would say have more personal ties to what some of the uh, like hardships that go on in Saudi Arabia, um, which is notoriously uh, homophobic and not very um, liberal when it comes to women either. Yeah. So yeah, they, they obviously uh, very warranted that they had a lot of issues with that partnership. Yeah. I think that we, uh, we, we, we see Saudi Arabia, coming in to to give money for you know more western facing media i know that it was a giant thing when um the wwe went in and they were going to do shows in saudi and take a bunch of money to to do them and everyone's like whoa why do you remember jamal that happened like a week ago and you're gonna go do shows there now and you know it, it, there's definitely um a weird business line to where do you, how much is too much what partners are too bad where can you get away yep. with things because like you know a lot of people who bring up you know riot and um and and this partnership they they point to like well you know riot's just owned by 10 cents so like what's the difference mm-hmm. right like it's just uh, why is saudi bad but china is okay where where is the line but the answer is that there is a lot of nuance there in between the difference between you know being owned by what is essentially the state of china versus you know uh, an oppressive government or a sponsorship that you didn't need to take like I'm sure that they offered a lot of money and it made sense business-wise. But thinking about Riot's internal workings uh, is really confusing to me because surely they had to have people be like, hey guys, there's going to be a lot of backlash. And if there wasn't those people in those boardrooms, then that just harkens back to the whole problem that we've been talking about for months now of, you know, we, we need some kind of more diversity and representation in, in, in these decision-making apparatuses if, if no one is even questioning the idea of why this might be bad. Like, the right yeah, border... Did, right already had the, the whole sexual harassment and, like, hostile work environment for women deal going on. Like... <laughs> I don't believe for a second that's gotten 
I, I think that's just been hidden now. Mm. Like, and I know people, I yeah. believe people were paid out. Uh, like, like I believe people filed outside of court um, and, and got some kind of compensation at, at Riot after that whole ordeal. But like, I don't know, man. We, we like exist in, in gaming, which is just so... <clears throat> How does stuff like this keep happening? And the answer feels like it keeps on going back to... There's a lot of white dudes who probably just don't know any better. You, you look at the LEC thing. It's probably old white dudes who don't know any better. You look at a lot of the problems with women. It's probably a lot, a lot of white dudes who don't know any better. Like, <laughs> how do we <laughs> start to solve any of this? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for, like, corporations, like, uh, are are just inherently going to do whatever they can to to make money very oftentimes. Um, but I, I do kind of want to tackle the the subject of, like, people talking about um, the LEC talent and, like, standing up to this partnership, but not standing up to Riot because they're owned by Tencent or Working Worlds in China. Um, because obviously there's a lot of crossover there with Dota and like the same work that I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, did I have like thoughts and questions about like working TI, um, in, in China and like inherently through my passivity, what I am supporting, um, by, by going to places and supporting things and where do i draw the line and what i am willing to uh put my career on the line to defend and i think that um i actually had like a really long conversation um with another insider in dota um who was kind of on i guess the the other side of things um who was kind of arguing with uh with me uh after i put out a tweet about like supporting them and stuff like that uh and we had a really long and very deep conversation uh about these things and i think what what a couple of the things that uh i felt very strongly apart about and what i really want people to take away from this situation is that um these sort of things are not very black and white for for most people um, there are some people who are granted the personality, the financial independence, or the conviction to be able to all in on all issues that they find. And they're able to be relatively uh, hypocrisy free. They are able to stand up against all deemed injustices and tackle all of them and not be associated with anything bad. I think that instead of looking at people like virtue signaling hypocrites when they tackle one issue but not another, I think you have to understand that humans are, I mean, we're all naturally flawed, first of all. Um, and How second dare of all, you? because <laughs> Sorry, I think second up. of all, because we're flawed, right? That, that there's only um, so many things whether you have the emotional capacity to be able to tackle um only so many things uh could be financially it could be just very naturally there are some things that you are tied closer to uh obviously if i'm gay issues of homophobia are going to resonate more with me uh mm -hmm. and i will be closer tied to injustices of that nature and i am more likely to make my stand in those areas and I think people should 
be more accepting of that idea, of the idea that it is far better for people to be able to stand up where they feel like they can and put themselves on the line where they can um, and, and applaud them for that effort in trying to make the, the, the world a better place. Maybe they are even misguided. Maybe you don't like agree with the way they're doing it or whatsoever. I think that's a different conversation with this, this subject as well. It's like what kind of, I think that's a really deep conversation, but like when it comes to um, cultural changes, what, what is the line that you place? Like at what point in time, if changes are being made, like, do you accept the fact that there are changes coming, but progress is slow? Or do you create a hard line of like, none of this is acceptable, even if like, it may actually that that may backfire, and you may actually be shutting people out. And like, that, what what trouble is? Yeah, like what trouble is good trouble? And what trouble is bad mm -hmm. trouble? And wh where do you draw the line with with protest too, right? Like still yeah. hyper relevant in America right now and happening in a, in a microcosm with the LEC. Like a lot of people were speaking up and protesting who had real meat in the game. Like if Riot mm -hmm. really wanted to do this, it, it probably would have been political suicide to do it at, at, the, at the point they were at. But they really could have just yeah. gotten rid of all those talent and yep. had new talent. And eventually it would have been fine, I think. Yeah, I think it's easy for people to be able to criticize and say like, oh, they're willing to do this, uh, you know, for that. They're just virtue signaling. Of course, they won't really get fired. Like, uh, you know, like all these sorts of things. But if they were really, if they were really about the cause, you know, then they'd stand up against this issue that's really big. And, um, but, you know, I think I think people should be more understanding and forgiving and um, empathetic about the fact that, um, people fight their battles where they can. And I think this is a clear example of a battle that w had a lot of combinations, right? It had personal ties to probably all of LEC um, j just for multiple reasons. It, it's Their brands are very tightly tied with the product, so it affects their career in a way, so they're further incentivized. But, uh, but on top of that, this was something that was feasible, I think. This, this was a stand. This was a fight that could be won. Whether or not that fight could be won, uh, like if you have problems with China and things that are going on with Uyghur Muslims, that's a really big deal. And I think that being aware of those situations is very important. Uh, whether or not the LEC of ta uh, talent can stand up to riot because they're owned by Tencent and because the connection of Tencent with the Chinese government and then Chinese government into Uyghur Muslims and like be like, well, if they're willing to do that, then they should be willing to stand up to Tencent in China and throw their their careers that way. Like that I, I, I think that is being almost cruel in in your standards. Um, and I think you should just appreciate that it did take guts to do what L the LEC talent did, no matter how what you think about how assured their position would be. I promise you, once you're in that situation of standing up to your employer, um, it, 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 it is a lot harder. I guarantee every single one of those talent had a thought in their back of their minds that was like, what if? You know, Even if it feels like, yeah, like from the outside, it looks like a position that the talent really couldn't lose. But I guarantee you, every one of them had second thoughts about it yeah. uh, of some kind, of some nature.
And I think people should be supportive of those people taking a chance like that and doing what good they can with the position that, that they are in. Um, and, and, you know, like maybe that will further change, right? Like I, 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 like I can talk about these sort of things because I've been on both sides, right? I've been on the cuckoo situation, which I boycotted uh, Starlighter because I didn't agree what was going on. I think that it was uh, double standards from a community that has shown bouts and bouts and bouts of racism. Um, and I think it was double standards in a way that th this player was getting shut out for the things he said. He's still an idiot. But I do think that there were certain things that I, I didn't agree with. Um, and that bothered me enough that I didn't go. I still went to TI, though. I may still work events in China um, because that is an issue that is much grander. And I pick and choose my fights where I can. Um, and I will stand up. And I think I've, I've shown <laughs> multiple times now that I do have um, standards and I'm willing to take that risk. Uh, I'm not somebody who just like sits by and, and doesn't say anything. I think people focus on the voices that come out, but there's plenty of, there's a lot of people you don't hear from in these situations. I, there are a lot, <laughs> I notice every single voice that doesn't say something because I put myself in the position to be exposed and it sucks. Um, and you have but, a platform to do it too. Like when people say that you don't see the yeah. people who don't speak out, like there's people beyond talent who aren't aren't speaking out too. Like the LEC isn't just a bunch of broadcasters who are on camera, right? There's mm -hmm. a full team of people who work at Riot and then also for the LEC who do all the back end work. There's also the teams and the players. Mm -hmm. It's not just your, your your group of panelists, right? Like there's a whole ecosystem of people who have, you know, complex opinions about this stuff. So mm -hmm. people who aren't speaking up sometimes because like maybe they don't want the deal to go through, but they work for Riot. And, you know, it's much easier to get rid of, you know, programmer number seven or artist number 12 than it yeah. is, you know, your main desk host talent. Yeah, no, no doubt that there, there are many, many people in positions that do not have the, dare I say, clout. Uh, I don't know, like the, the positions of power that you can actually make stands um, and people do notice. There are many people who are not in that position. Um, and I think in general, people should just be more empathetic of, of, of both sides. Everyone's fighting their own battles. And you have no idea like what battles people are fighting. Um, just whether it's bigger stage battles like trying to make the world better or it's smaller stage battles about you know trying to make people around you happier better um you know that that is a that is a lesson that just stretches in so many different ways right whether it comes down to these sort of situations or it comes down to being in a pub you don't know what like you yelling at somebody you don't know what kind of battles they're fighting in their own life in their own head or in their own family or friends or something like that so I think it's. Uh, I, I think there there are so many people who are just very harsh in their judgment of um, and have this like clear line of like, oh, if I was in that position, I would stand up to everything. But it's it easy to shows that armchair. It critic. definitely shows it is a minority uh, of people that that are very often are willing to say and do these things. And I think in that case, you should just encourage the good that they are doing rather than try and nitpick them on like, Oh, you stood up to this issue. Well, what about this? 
people I, learn and grow and and shit like that. I think you know for the example of Riot and Ten said specifically, a lot of the people who are speaking up against you know the were speaking up against the Saudi situation have in the past spoken against Tencent that they don't like it, you know. And I don't think that's going to really change a lot of stuff, but but it goes to your point of like, what battles can you actually win? Are you going to go fight fruitless wars? I don't think anyone, no matter how important they are or how collective a full group of people is, can really stop something as giant as Tencent. Yeah. Like it just feels like a monolithic, unwinnable battle. And maybe even just me saying that is thinking too small because I'm sure yeah, there's people who, who will be like, oh, uh, well, pff, if you if you say that, then of course, of course, you can never win that fight. Like you're not even trying. Mm-hmm. But but it really just comes down down to the the math and the economy of what is it worth taking a stand for. So yeah. to be like, hey, I'm progressive, but I'm not a bleeding heart SJW liberal who is you know a Bernie Sanders on crack. Like you don't have to be all the way that person you can exist somewhere in the middle and you shouldn't be criticized for not being that extremist all the time like we should look at what happened as a win mm-hmm. but, yeah i yeah. think that um that like this conversation i had um the person wrote if you're really woke you'd bite the very corrupted hand feeding your first um and i thought about it and what i said in response was I, I think that that sort of thinking just leads people down the road of nihilism and a- a- apathy. Um, the idea that you cannot reject one immoral thing without actively rejecting all of them, I think is unfair to human nature. I, th- I think that's just unfair to humans. Uh, it's also implying that like you're completely a, a, a person with, with impeccable morals too. Like yeah. maybe it's the company I keep, but I wouldn't consider anyone like completely devoid of perfect morals. Like as, mm-hmm. as humans we're, we're somewhat flawed. I know what my moral shortcomings are. I, I, it's easier for me to lie to people, you know? And I, sometimes that's a great asset. And is it good to take advantage of it? I mean, you can argue yes, but more often than not, no. You sh- probably shouldn't lie to anyone under any circumstances, right? But like, I know that that's the thing that I can do if I need to. And is, is it wrong because I'll use it as a tool? P- probably, but ev- everyone is imperfect. So I, it's weird to try and take a stance to me where, you know, if, if you're not being impeccable, then you're doing it wrong. Like, we should take incremental progress and change yeah i i have uh no doubt that there are many things that like i can't i i don't try and be aware of every single world issue um it's too much it's it's too I, much <laughs> i i find personally that i am a happier person uh if i focus on just a few things that i can fix and change and but of the world issues that i am aware of uh i i have no doubt that there is a battle that uh, I will be able to fight sometime in the future. I just, I don't think it's right now, but I do think there is something in the future. And, you know, I, I, I can... That sounds uh, really push, ominous. I can, I can push change in different ways, you know. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be through, uh, through grandstanding and, and large-scale, you know. But if you're not doing it right now, then why does it even matter? What is it? Why am I suddenly from the East Coast? I don't know. God, I should never do voices. Uh, God. It was, it was good. Um, yeah. 
so that 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 was the thing that was on my mind this week and i'm sure it was on yours as well yeah uh you know being more uh i pay much more attention to riot and their inner workings now uh working for liquid mm. and having league of legends being like an important core part of like the team right so yeah it's it, it's 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 definitely something you know i know their schedule i know what's going on and people talk about it and it's it's weird to uh i was i was honestly a little bit surprised at how quickly they about faced i was almost yeah. expecting nothing to happen so when i i i did a double take when i saw it the first time then i did a triple take when they when they walked it back in 24 hours i'm like well that's cool that gives me some kind of ho- some kind of hope um but that being said they are going to go bubble everyone in shanghai for for worlds right so <laughs> yeah one step at a time yeah. right yeah they are yeah and i will not blame the the talent whatsoever that choose to to work that event oh. i i understand the the position i chose to work ti i i understand how that goes um yeah there's also yeah I world's guess... a, a dirty dirty messy complicated place I guess it would be more co- like China feels like such a gray area to so many people. And also China is so important to Dota and its history and even present day that I feel like there's a connection that's even a little bit outside of politics. If they were hosting TI in, in like Saudi, I'd be like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, yeah, it is kind of weird because China's so. Like as someone who's who, like when I did the the cuckoo thing, oh, no doubt there was a lot of hate messages coming my way for for doing something like that. Um, and and you know that is something that is actually concerning to me. Is like pushing people uh, away like that is uh, is a bit concerning because because what that basic that whole situation turned into was Southeast Asia versus China and them hurling insults back and forth against each other basically dehumanizing each other uh and like i you know i've enjoyed all of my all of the events that i've had in china and southeast asia i've both really enjoyed um i like the people that i've met in southeast asia uh in just general public sense i don't do that as much in china uh but all the people i've worked with and chinese not all the people but a lot of the people that i've worked <laughs> with in uh at the chinese events were good remember i did work the shanghai major so i can't say all of them <laughs> Well, it's that James guy. But, uh, he's a he's a real ass. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I there are a lot of people that uh, I've met in various cultures that uh, I really enjoyed getting the chance to meet them. And the last thing I want to do is make them feel like I am against them as a whole. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of weird things to think about with these sort of things, and they're all very complicated. That's why I don't think people should try and judge so much just try and encourage good behavior where you see it yeah and also people are like changing behavior too so it's weird to attack someone who's actively changing right it's like hey (laughs) it's like it's like you know uh it's like renessa was talking about when she was on the show it's 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 about you know everyone is on some kind of a some kind of a spectrum and it's just like incrementing themselves going one way or the other so you just kind of gotta respect that that change the process in people um, and it's cool to see Riot actually make a change and feel like voices were heard. I'm sure people inside the company were even more stoked about it than we were as observers. Um, yeah. But man, I couldn't segue in, and now I can't even segue out. So <laughs> I guess 
I guess I've lost all Put of the segue in a corner, and now it's like that awkward backpedaling deal. Exactly. Have you ever ridden a Segway? Once, yes. It was actually, I, I rode one. They had it in, uh, was it TI? Yeah, it was TI, because I distinctly have this image in my head of Bruno riding one of the Segways, and and I was just waiting for Bruno to hurt himself, because <laughs> it, gave, it gave me flashbacks. So this is TI9, and uh, some of the, the Valve members had the Segway, because the, the arena was so big, um, and so they could get all the way around from one side of the arena to the other, because you have to go in a circle. You have to go on the outer edges of the circle, right? So it's, you know, a longer amount of distance. Um, and so... Thanks for explaining how circles work to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you could go straight through. <laughs> it's, it's the point. You had to go all the way around. You couldn't just go straight through from one side to the other. Uh, but but it gave me flashbacks watching Bruno on this Segway and him like almost falling a couple times. It gave me flashbacks to ESL1 Frank Martin, the very... I think the very first event I work, I think that was the first Frankfurt where uh, Bruno worked. And for whatever reason, they started doing foot races against each other. And, uh, and Bruno and Toby had a foot race and Bruno tripped somehow and really scraped up his hand really badly on the asphalt and uh, really injured himself. Uh, <laughs> And I was getting flashbacks at that moment. I was just like, I'm watching Bruno. I'm like, oh God, Bruno's going to fall and hurt himself again. The strong competitive <laughs> spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby did win that foot race. And then later on, uh, I think three different people raced Hotbid. Uh, that was not close at all. Oh, Hotbid claims to be like an Olympic sprinter. That's like. Yeah, Hotbid is very fast. That's like one of his things. He's like, hey, yeah. guys, I, I can, like, play Mafia pretty well. I'm like, I guess I'm okay at, like, writing jokes. But, like, if you want to sprint, yeah, I got yeah, you. He's, he's pretty good at sprinting. I did not race against him, but I did watch. And I was like, okay, he's pretty fast. And then, uh, <laughs> you picked your battle. And then ping, 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 ping Pong is his other one. He's really good at table tennis. God. I am so incredibly bad at ping pong. It is, if I had to rank everything on Earth that I'm good at... And like, like, just just categorize it like one to to infinity. Ping pong is so towards the bottom; it's not even funny. It's one of the things that I am absolutely abysmal at. Ping pong and frisbee, Cap. I do not know how to throw a frisbee. You don't have a what? I weren't one of those so, ultimate frisbee guys. Absolutely not. I know that I'm wearing a headband right now, and I yeah, look you like, look like one right I now. I look like I could be an ultimate frisbee person, but my frisbee skills are shitty. <laughs> and ping pong's really bad too. So we can't do that anytime If you soon. just walked in with that headband, you're like, yo, bro, you want to throw some frisbee around? Let's go to the park. Let's get old of it, bro. Like, you fit right. You're perfect. You're perfect. Hey, man, I'm just trying to figure out how to do long hair. It really, it sucks. It gets in your face. Mm. I think I have to get past the point where it pokes my eyes all the time. But it, it, I promise so you, you just shave it all off. It's a whole new world. I don't, I don't have to. I'm going to go to Omega League. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring my razor with me. I don't have to get a haircut while I'm there. No no further exposure in that regard. I don't have to meet up with somebody. Just cut my hair. Just, I'm going to just keep shaving it. Every five, six days, it's going to be the same look. The entire of the, the Omega League, it's going to be great. You should just shave it once from the beginning and then watch it get longer through the, all five weeks. 
<laughs> I did that for ESL one the first time I shaved it. Yeah. <laughs> people can date the show based on how long Cap's <laughs> hair is. Like you're some kind of a sundial for the event. Yeah, I pretty much showed up on like day three. And I cut off all my hair. <laughs> uh, they just slowly grew back for the rest of the time. Man, um, I think I think that is the show. I think that's the show. I think people have enjoyed their Tuesday or their Wednesday or whenever the fuck they're listening to that. And they're like, you know what? I got something out of that. I really, I'm really, I don't know what you just did for the last hour, but I hope that it was, it was good. I hope that we can make you think about either changing uh, your bed sheets or your toothbrush or your opinions on social media about the LEC or I don't know anything else. Be nice to people in pubs. Maybe try that one. Um, surely people enjoyed their time with us today. So thank you for spending it with us. <laughs> Yeah, normally this podcast is about <laughs> poop and farts, but, you know, Fuck. today we decided to get deep. I got to get Gabe on the show so I can ask him if he's ever shit his pants. You think Gabe listens? I mean, G- Gabe seems a real fan of, like, shit posting. I mean, he's a big Bulldog fan, you know, like, he's, he's a fan of that of explains shit posting. So much. So. Explains so much. I, I think there's a non-zero chance that he could listen to this podcast. He, maybe, but not religiously. Gabe, send and us not a, an odd, I saw the video you did for the Kappa Club or whatever that thing was. Uh, you, you could hit us up with the audio. We could open up the show with Gabe's voice. Yeah. Hello, Hi. everybody, and welcome to the Sidepool Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Gabe Newell. You can email me at gaben at valvesoftware.com. Thank you for listening to the Sidepole Podcast. And if you would like to uh, press the follow button, it is very helpful. So press that on your Spotify or Apple Podcast player. Um, thank you for your rampage. <laughs> I shouldn't even try should, and do a voice. I, I mean, if we, if we were real smart about this podcast, one of us would definitely be emailing Gabe right now. He's got a lot of free time. Wasn't he stuck in New Zealand? Is he still stuck in New Zealand? He might be. It, then again, people weren't really listening to podcasts during the epidemic. Yeah, dude, what else was he doing? I'm sure he was listening to Jenkins' episode, and he's like, oh, that's so funny. So, like, dude, I bet, I do bet. Gabe's, do you think Gabe's ever shit his pants? Absolutely. In public? Absolutely. I Absolutely. think most people have. We Our sample size is too small. It's too small. It's just we're, 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 getting, a, we're getting a biased data set, and I'm getting unlucky. If you get Gabe on the show, he'll be uh-huh. like, he'll be like, yes, I am a billionaire. And there was one time where I just couldn't make it into the Chevron station. <laughs> and then I'll be uh, like, honestly, thank you, Gabe. It, honestly, if Gabe does that, then like, it doesn't matter how many no's we get. <laughs> like if a billionaire just, <laughs> just openly says, yeah, I shit my pants in public once, then like, you're good for all time. Yeah, it doesn't Gabe matter shit how his many pants. we get. Bill Gates has probably shit his pants. Uh, Warren Buffett definitely shit his pants. I think he's like 90 years old now. That's just like a given. Uh, Jeff Bezos probably never shit his pants, to be honest. Like that man, I think is pretty impeccable. Elon Musk probably shit his pants after doing drugs for some reason. Um, yeah, you got like really high on ecstasy or some shit. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude, it's so proud. Um, God damn it. How did we get here? I, I was going to say goodbye. Follow the show. Rate us five stars on Apple. Leave us a voicemail. Do ever, do all that stuff because it helps us. And now we're an independent operation, baby. We're gonna Caps Caps gonna go to Kiev. He's gonna come back, and then we're gonna like hit you with with an ad or a Patreon or something. We gotta figure that out. Like we need yeah. we need all of your love and support now more than ever because we don't have someone else to to, to pay us for it. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>